Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beeby-dow Oh, wow Oh, snap We're back. We are back. And believe it or not, we are going to review the album by the Beths. I know. It's been it's been a long time coming. I think we've had we, a lot of scheduling things that have come up and have uh delayed this episode, but we're finally gonna review or Steve, you're finally gonna review yes. the album Future Me Hates Me by the Beths. Yeah. I, I think like for the past let's just say five episodes. And that's a conservative guess that we've been saying, next episode, going to be the Beths. (laughs) (laughs) But lo and behold, here we are. It's finally here. It's a Christmas miracle. It really is a Christmas miracle. We're delivering on this Christmas miracle. (laughs) Um, But as we all, we didn't even introduce the podcast. (laughs) No, true. (laughs) This is American Brews and Tunes. Yeah, it sure is. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And the Welcome. Beds, episode uh, 132. Hope everybody's day is going well out there, listener. I hope so. Yeah, dear listener, hopefully you're probably gearing up for the holidays because it's that time of year, you know, things get busy. Yep. For better or worse. <laughs> Either for Christmas or New Year's, depending on when you're listening to this. Or hey, or, maybe you're listening to it before the 4th of July. Or maybe a different holiday. <laughs> Yeah, like Hanukkah. Yeah. Or maybe or you're listening to it during Halloween. Easter or, or April President's Day. Day. <laughs> President's Day. Or, or Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah. Also known Which, as Steve's birthday. Yar. Either way. Either way. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, my name is Stephen Johnston. Did I say that already? You did, yes. All right. I I'm I'm like <laughs> at a it's it's been a crazy day, ladies and it gentlemen. Has. Yes, it has been. Um, but uh, we're going to kind of roll with the punches here. Um, in addition to this album by the Bevs, we're going to try some brews. Mm-hmm. Or a brew, I suppose. Yeah, we're, we're just going to be having one beer during this episode. What is that one beer, Jesse? Uh, so it is called mm, Osa by the brewery Equilibrium, which I believe they are from New York. Middletown, New York, to be exact. Middle, middle, Middletown. And since they are in uh, the north, they would say Middleton, Middletown instead of Middleton. I mean, I guess. I, if I looked at that, I would say, you know what? I don't know what I would say. It depends. I would say Middletown. Yeah. I, I, like, I think looking I at it, looking at the spelling, I would say Middletown. But like, if I was just going to blurt it out, I think I would say Middleton. Middleton. Yeah. I mean, you know, however you say it, let's hope this beer is good. Um, it is. And here's here's the description that Untapped has for us. It says, Mmm, right. Osa is our beloved Photon American Pale Ale, conditioned Photon. on freshly, uh, freshly zested oranges at a rate of six oranges per barrel. It is wow. everything Photon is with a dominant orange presence. Oh, this Photon citrus is... delight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ph- Photon is their American pale ale. Regular pale ale. Um, okay, this is a different version of it. 
Understood. Correct. It's everything Photon is with a dominant orange present. This citric delight is our preferred way to start the afternoon. Oh, well. Sounds great to me. Um, it's coming in at 4.8%, which is not too much, so that's nice. And it is just a pale ale, so it's, it's not like a, a big punch in the mouth like a, the IPAs we sometimes have, or the double IPAs, or uh, on rare occurrence, triple IPA. Yeah. Um, so whenever I, just hear, whenever I hear them describe uh, the orange as orange zest, that makes me kind of excited because I expect more of a bitter uh, citrus flavor rather than a sweet citrus flavor. Correct. You get the zest from the peel, and that's 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 got the essence of orange without the sweetness per se. Yes. So I'm hoping for a nice, slightly like hoppy pale ale with a nice bitter orange flavor. True. And if if that's what they deliver, then I'll be very happy. I'll be happy as well. Um, I've had a few brews from Equilibrium in the past, um, all pale ales or IPAs. Um, I have not had the Photon, which is the base beer for this one, um, but everything I've had, I've quite enjoyed, so I'm curious to see if this follows suit. Well, why don't we see for ourselves if it follows suit? You know what? And why don't we? these and give, <laughs> give them a pour. I say, let's do it. I've already cracked mine. Same here. All right. Ooh, right on the nose. You can smell the orange zest. I'm pouring mine probably half a foot away from my nose, and I can smell it in all of its orange glory. Oh, man, mine is really fizzing up quite a bit. I'm going to have to let that rest for a little bit. Mine? Yeah, I I, I poured mine like a champ, to be honest, Um, and it's not really fizzing up too bad. Well, maybe I poured mine poorly. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe the beer is just carbonated. I don't know. I mean, it is carbonated. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it's a... I don't know. Who knows? I probably poured it poorly. It's definitely carbonated. <laughs> maybe. May- mostly. It's mostly carbonated. Mostly. What would you What would you say about the color? Do you? It's almost pay, um, hazy. But what What would you say? Um. Well, the glass I'm using is one of those from the flying saucer that you can't like exactly see through. So like a like a frosted glass or is it completely Yeah, it's like see-through. a frosted glass, yeah. So, I mean, from what I can tell, it looks a little bit hazy, but not too terribly much. Uh, do you have a glass that is easy to see through? Yeah, mine more light on it. Mine's a traditional <laughs> see-through glass as glass normally <laughs> is. Um, and to be frank, I can't shed light up more light on it because it light doesn't flow through it. <laughs> Oh, is it pretty hazy? I mean, if somebody handed this to me, I'd say, "Oh, a hazy IPA." Oh, okay. It's not like it's not like cloudy like some of them are. Like some of them are like so like thick and cloudy. Um, like if I put a flashlight up to this, I would see a glow coming through, but I wouldn't see the light like you'd expect. It's not like a bearded iris. No, uh, not home not style. at all. Oh man. No. So as I've been waiting for this to go down, I've been kind of like sipping on the uh, the head of the beer and uh, the foam, and it's it's zesty. It's very orange, like zest forward. I like it. I mean, that would like a hundred percent match the description. It's almost like it's almost like there's zest in the head. 
It's all in the head. <laughs> uh, anyway. Let's say that we uh, go ahead and, and give it a try. Yeah, let's give it a, a cheers and a try. As we always say on American Brews and Tins. Down the uh, zesty, zesty hatch. hatch. <laughs> Great minds, am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, mm, I'm going to go in for a second sip, actually. Okay. Well, I'll give my first impressions while mm. you do that. Wow. It's sweeter um, than I thought. That is really good. Oh, it's super good. This would be amazing on like a really hot day. Yeah. Um, and in Tennessee, we have quite a few of those. Absolutely, we do. Um, but yeah, there's like a nice, slight little hot bitterness to it. And then accompanied after that, kind of on the tail end of the mouthfeel or the... Ooh, already got a burp. Tail end, tail end of like the palate or whatever you want to call I, it. It is a, a nice, zesty orange. It is. And it's like, it, it's a perfect amount of orange, I think. Like, you know... Do you drink mimosas? Oh, I, I I feel like probably not often, but you've had them. Um, from yeah, time to not time. not often, but I have had a mimosa. I mean, it's just I, champagne and orange juice. And orange juice, and I feel like when you get a good mimosa, it's like the exact ratio of like a boozy beverage to orange juice as this is. Like, there's, it's like the perfect amount of orange. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's really complementary to the uh, what's uh, the, the photon. Um, pale ale that they they used as their base beer. It's really it's really nice. How do you spell zesty? Z e s t y, right? Okay, I think I, so. That's that's how I would spell it. I I typed it into my phone and it's trying to autocorrect it to Seattle. <laughs> 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 silly silly Google. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's a really weird. Autocorrect. Uh, that is that is not what I was trying to type, Google. I was trying to type zesty. Zesty. You crazy phone. Boy, it's real zesty. It's real zesty, mate. Yeah, I like this brew. It's uh, it's really good. Um, again, a little sweeter than I was expecting, but not in a bad way. I think it, the, the um, sweetness is balanced out by the hops. Yeah, and I think the sweetness is also balanced out by the nice orange zest. Yeah, like because like for people who have for uh, dear listener, if you have had a a beer that is labeled as like orange or citrusy or whatever, normally um, it would be like a orange juice sweetness. But when I say that, I don't mean like straight up drinking orange juice. I mean, like if you were to have like an orange slice and you like eat the meat of the fruit, like generally that's the way the sweetness would taste. Uh huh. But. If you were to just like nibble on the peel, that's the <laughs> that's the type of orange that we have here. It's Agreed. N- nibble on the peel type. It's a real uh, p- peel nibbler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to know what else is a peel nibbler? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the album. <laughs> uh, that was a bad, really bad transition. Yeah. That made yeah. No sense. I was like trying to think like what what does he beat by that and I couldn't really f- figure that out. But yeah, let's let's dive in. Yeah, I have no idea what I meant by that. All right, so um, for those of you who don't know, because it's been a minute, 
Um, this is a traditional style episode where Jesse has reviewed an album for me to listen to. I've been listening to it, and now I'm going to review it for you all. Yes, I have recommended an album for you to listen to, yes. Correct. And and this album is Future Me Hates Me by The Baths. Or what a the fantastic Beths. album. It really is. Uh, it came um, out in 2018. Yeah. I don't remember when I first... I think The Beths, <laughs> one of their songs came up on my Discover Weekly on Spotify. And I can't remember what song it was off this album, but I heard it and I was like, this sounds like a band that I would like. I mean, that's a really, a, a pretty good way to discover music. Um, yes. I found um, not like a ton of bands on my, my Discover playlist weekly, um, but a handful that I've, I've listened to and I actually ended up really liking. So I think that's a, a pretty good little thing to to use if you have a spotify account they, they put some good things on your discover weekly playlist yep but all based anyway. on that crazy algorithm yes um so diving in um the beths are an indie rock band from new zealand um perhaps the first new zealand band or at least new zealand rock band that i can think of um, um i know I australian know rock bands um but maybe it's just because I'm ignorant to New Zealand rock music. I don't know. I, there's got to um, be tons more. I'm just not, uh, not well yes. versed. I would assume that there are quite a few more. Uh, they, to my knowledge, they're the only New Zealanders that I that I've listened to. Same. Are, are, are they called Kiwis? Is that what New Zealanders um, are called? Kiwis? I believe so. Is that a, a is that a is that derogatory or is that nice? I don't think it's derogatory. Yeah, I so, gen- I genuinely have no idea. If you're listening in New Zealand, I'm sorry if that is derogatory. I do not know. If I do is. I do like the fruit the fruit kiwi. Yeah, kiwis are tasty. So I think the that's fruit. a compliment. <laughs> um, but anyways, the best. Who knows? The best, and and I, since I know they're from New Zealand, uh, I'm just going to keep calling them the Bathes. The Bathes. Okay. Um, they're a four-piece band fronted by Elizabeth Stokes. She's the only person in the band named Elizabeth, which is Beth for short, of course. Um, so I'm just guessing that's why they're called the Beths. Probably, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean maybe maybe Beths is a slang, a New Zealand slang that we don't know. Maybe, but probably not. But can you imagine if everyone in the band was named Beth? That'd be Even pretty funny. And even, even the though guys. Yeah, they're, the rest of the band is guys, every yeah. <laughs> she's the only uh, female member. Um, it's kind of it would be like kind of like like a punk rock thing to do, kind of like um, like the Ramones, right? Because they were like, all Ramones. They all had different names, but it was like Joey Ramone, uh, what Marky Ramone, um, whatever. They, right. they would kind of just like have Ramone as a last name, like it would all be their their thing. Yeah. Um, there are other punk bands that do it too, but that's what I would think of. But like, it would be funny if the Beths did that too. Like, if you and I were in that band, we'd be, I'd be like Stephen Beth, <laughs> and you would be Jesse Beth. Jesse Beth. <laughs> Jesse Beth. Kind of sounds like a name in and of wow. itself. Good Jesse guitar. Beth. Good guitar playing, Jesse Beth. <laughs> Why? Thank you, Stephen Beth. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Good singing, Elizabeth. See. It just makes Eliza, sense. Eliza, Beth, I guess. Eliza, Beth. Eliza, Beth, yes. Yeah. Um, but the Beths, the Beths released their first EP in 2016. It was their, their debut release in general, and it was called Warm Blood, which eventually led to the release of their debut album in 2018, which is this one, Future Me Hates Me. 
Okay. Um, it was That's self-produced cool. and self-recorded. Um, so, you know, you got to love that New Zealand DIY ethic. Again, oh, yeah. punk. It's punk, punk mentality, you know? Yeah. Um, and it received high praise from critics. Uh, like, even Pitchfork gave it a 7.9. But I don't really trust Pitchfork ever since they did Mac Miller Dirty on Blue Side Park. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, didn't they, uh, wasn't Pitchfork also the, we were talking about Pitchfork in a, in a recent episode when we were talking about Frightened Rabbit and how they were like, uh, this is just more of the same. Or was that a different? Yeah, too much melodramatic, uh, more of the same. Yeah, it was a, the Frightened yeah. Rabbit one. So it's like, well, I don't know. Like you can't really trust or don't, uh, don't look for, don't look towards Pitchfork or any other publication to tell you what music is good. Exactly. Unless we tell you it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can totally trust us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Our taste is impeccable and we're very kind. (laughs) Yes. Um, But uh, anyways, uh, this album has like a garage rock feel um, sonically. Yeah. Um, But it almost has like a 50s pop rock vibe. Kind of like that bubblegummy pop rock that um, I don't know if you've ever seen that the movie That Thing You Do. Uh, not that I, I don't think I have, no. Or maybe like early Beach Boys music. Um, uh, it's, okay. it's kind of like that drumby do, ka, ka, do, ka, do, do, ka, ka, do, ka. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could see that. That's like that. That's what I think of when I think of fifties, uh, pop rock. Um, and okay. it kind of has a little bit of that feel. Um, but it's really interesting have a, having a female singer accompanied by, um, a three part harmony where the rest of the singers are dudes, uh, really like a unique sound. Yeah. Um, but it's really great when it when it kicks in. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, I just want to add a few things. Uh, so yeah. I think you're right that it has like a garage, kind of like a garage rock type feel or like a um, indie garage rock, I guess you could say. But then they also have like a lot of cool timing things with the drums. It's not just 4-4 or there's like a lot of off time stuff. Agreed. And there's a lot of like shimmering like guitar lines too that are like juxtaposed against kind of like chunky rhythm guitars mm-hmm. which i think uh adds like a nice aspect to their general sound yeah yeah i th- i think that would be a, a fair assessment um yeah. the singer and it could just be because they're from new zealand which is close to australia but reminds me of courtney barnett's voice okay but over top of like a jeff rosenstock type music almost okay. yeah, yeah i could see that um, lyrically, uh, it's not the happiest uh, at all. Um, no, very, it's not. very self-deprecating and self-aware. Uh, but yeah. the music's happy, often. Yes, yeah. The music's very upbeat, very uh, poppy, very jumpy, very dancey. Um, but yeah, like you said, the lyrics are, yeah, they're very self-aware of the fact that they're like self-deprecating. Yeah. Just what you said. And even lead singer Eliza Beth Stokes said. There's a lot. Should I do it in the accent? All right, sure, I'll no. do it. <laughs> Good luck. Good try. I mean, it's, keep going. it's gonna be it's gonna be Australian. So my apologies for butchering this. I'm just having some uh, some fun. There's a lot of sad. Sin- ah, it's already British. All right, um, let's let's do English. <laughs> uh, no accent. <laughs> I screwed it up already. It's already British. <laughs> yep. She said a there's lot. a lot of sad sincerity in the lyrics that relies on the music having a light heart and sense of humor to keep it from d- being too earnest. And I think that's perfect about the entire album. Like, that's spot on. 
Um, a well lot, said. There's a lot of sad sincerity. Crikey. It's a lot, a lot, of, sad. A lot of sad sincerity. 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 Now, how about we jump into the Best tracks? Best attempt. All right, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Instead of jumping into accents, we'll jump in, into the tracks. All right, <laughs> yes. um, track number one is called uh, Great No One. Um, and I love how the song starts off like uh, kind of like a mono mix with like one guitar, drums, and vocals. Uh, like it sounds like maybe um, how you might hear a song being played on a radio in a movie. Um, and yeah. it plays for that for maybe like, I don't know, about 30 seconds-ish. And then everything comes in. You, you finally have a stereo mix. A second guitar comes in and the bass guitar comes in too. Um, and you have this full sounding song and everything's amplified a little bit. Um, and it's yeah. just a really nice effect to open the album. Yes, um, I agree. S- smart on their it part. It comes in with the uh, the nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like layer a whole bunch of yeahs to like bring in the full sound at the, at the beginning of the uh, track. It's really nice. Yep. And uh, that's probably my favorite part on the album because um, the yeahs come in on the, the three-part harmony, like I mentioned before. It happens all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah, their melodies are really catchy. Super catchy. Um, but I also, I really like the the second guitar once it comes in. Um, it's just doing um, individual single notes that... that Add a really nice layer over top of the chords. Uh, really well put together. Great intro to the song, or, uh, the album. I'm sorry, um, and great introduction to their sound in general. If you've never heard them. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to track number two, which is my first recommendation. It's the title track, "Feature Me Hates Me." It's a good one. Um, very straightforward thematically and lyrically. And I guess I should say, um, like based on like Spotify, usually puts um, their top tracks based on usually based on which songs are most played and i yeah. think this is the the top one if not in the top like two or three so it's, it's probably one of their more popular songs i'd say yeah it is um, definitely the most played on this album uh lyrically it's about knowing that a romantic relationship will end up breaking like it, it's definitely gonna be ending in a breakup uh, unavoidable there's gonna be sadness but she found somebody who's worth going through that inevitable heartbreak because it's worth it at the time and she's talking about how her future me like her future me hates me because i got into this relationship it's 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 pretty funny when you when you think about the whole aspect because it's the whole idea of it yeah yeah it's kind of depressing to like have that much certainty that things won't work out um yeah like that that's like I don't know. This this song is like such a weird blend of pessimism and optimism. Yeah, it really is. But, but like with the line when she says, there's something about you, there's something about you that I want to risk going through future heartbreaks yep. and all that stuff. Yeah. So she's like, even though I know that it's not going to turn out well, like I still want to go through that because you're worth it, I guess. Yeah. And it's, so it's, it's pretty, it's, it's like a... Bittersweet, I guess, or like bittersweet's a perfect descriptor of it, um, and it's it's one of the the catchiest songs on the album, like happy wise, like happy sounding. Um, so yeah. you've got like a, a wide like range of emotions over this happy song, um, and that one part that you were referencing, the there's something about you. Yeah, I think that's my favorite part because there's 
really cool arpeggios going that like against each other on the two guitars that sounds super cool while she's singing this nice little line um, and it just brings you to the chorus and it's yeah it's a really really well put together pre-chorus definitely yeah and maybe maybe the best chorus like it, it's just i think all all around the verse pre-chorus chorus is is just phenomenal yeah i agree um, i can see why they i can see why they titled the album this because it's it's yeah. one of the the best songs on the the album for sure yeah i agree Definitely one of my favorites as well. Yeah, I also like the woos and the ba 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 bas on the uh, the bridge. Yeah, super great. Yeah. Um, moving on to track number three, which is called "Uptown Girl." It's my honorable mention. Uptown Girl. Um, this is a fast song. Yeah, not the Billy Joel song either. Just to no, had to clarify. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, it's probably um, probably the fastest song on the album, if I had yeah. to, to guess. Um, definitely the shortest song um, by at least a minute. Um, and the song's yes. about being let down by somebody and then deciding that you're going to go out on a drinking bender. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like the, literally. The, the chorus is, I will go out tonight. I'm going to drink the whole town dry. Uh, just it's, it's so straightforward. There's no like way to read into it. And like, I don't think she's trying to be metaphorical. It's just like, I'm going to go get obliterated. <laughs> yep, just like, F it, let's do this. Yeah, but the one thing musically I like about this song is that, like the uh, I like the drums a lot, like the really like just straight time and like really really fast snare drums. Yep, leading into uh, I think it's the verses or, or leading out of the verses maybe into the mm-hmm. chorus. Um, yeah, yeah, just really really tight drums, really tight. Uh, there's not really a lot of hold a lot of off time stuff. Like it's just no, really tight, there's, it, really it's all pretty that. straightforward time wise. But the the bridge is like a, a rager of a bridge. I don't know if you can remember it, but they have these guitar dyads that just climb up. The, I, I can't do it justice with my my tongue trills, but the and it's just it's like real raucous, um, and it's it, it fits perfectly with the theme of the song. Yeah, yeah, love it. Good, love it. Good honorable mention for sure. Oh, that's why I mentioned it. Uh, moving on to track <laughs> number four, which is called You Wouldn't Like Me. Um, and this, this is, definitely has that 50s drum beat, the do ka ka do ka like that do ka ka do ka So it's usually something that you'd reserve for like a like a poppy love song or a happy song about girls and surfing, but not yeah, on this not, not on this on song. This album. Nope. nope. Um, this song's about not liking who you are and assuming that nobody else would either if they could yeah. read inside your mind and like see who you actually are. Yeah. Um, again, super catchy. Um, I love the call and response bits that they do throughout. And there's so many um, three-part harmonies that lead uh, the vocals. Kind of like uh, what's, uh, like the pips. I, I read somebody compare their, their um, call and huh. response and harmonies to the pips. Um, okay, but yeah, I can see that. Super catchy song. I really like this, but I can't recommend them all. Can't I gotta, recommend them all. I mean, I, of course, yeah. I would recommend listening to the whole album, but... Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to track number five, which is called Not Running. Um, and this, this is where they, they introduce, like, a different, the, like, theme musically. Yeah, it's this, not, uh, it's not that, that, like, that pretty poppy bubblegum pop rock song in a major key. Yeah. A little darker than than the rest of the album. A little bit darker, a little bit more reserved. It's still like fast, but yeah. the way the uh, arpeggiated arpeggiated guitars work against the melody that she's singing, give it a way different feel than the rest of the album. 
Yeah. Um, or at I, least up, to, up until now. I, I agree. And it, this song closes the A side, so maybe that's why they, they chose to put it here on the, the track listing. Um, okay, yeah, maybe. But with the darker sound, it almost has a slightly more hopeful, positive message. Like, she's not running from, like, the problems. Like, there's... Um, Something yeah, she's that like embracing them. Yeah, so it's, accepting them and, and embracing them. It's different than the themes that you hear on the the more poppy songs, which is interesting. I think. Yeah, um, I think in I think in this uh, song as well, they it's another great example of how well they write pre-choruses. Um, yes, uh, they they do a good job at because the pre-choruses, I think it, it's typically something that sounds very similar to the verses and just transitions into the chorus. But yeah. I think here and, and on much of the album, what they do is they will take something that is like a bridge where it's almost a mm. different idea, but use that as the pre-chorus. So it's... Okay, yeah, I could see that. Being a little bit farther off from the verse, but still leads you into the chorus. So it's, it's, it's like more of a new song idea, if that so makes sense. if we could use like music theory terms like you have the verse which is like use the letter a for verse uh-huh. and then if the pre-chorus would be like a two right and then yes. the, then the chorus would be b but what you're saying is that like a is the verse and then b is the pre-chorus and, and then c, c is, is the, the chorus yeah so, sorry yeah c is the chorus yep that's that's the bridge, kind of what i'm saying would be d exactly yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. And it takes a little bit more effort as a songwriter to do something like that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on to track number six. Um, this, this, is, this is my favorite track. Oh, great song. It's called Little Death. Um, unfortunately, not one of my recommendations, um, but oh. I can see why you would have it as your favorite. Uh, it's back to a major key and happy sounding. Um, but it's not necessarily happy. Uh Per se, uh, it's about having like a crush or somebody um, that you're like excited to be around, um, like like blushing when you hear the other person call your name, like that kind of thing. Because they say like I die a little deaf. Yeah. Um, but I think this song has some really good dynamic changes. Yes. More than anything this song else, definitely plays with dynamics really well, and uh, the way that she like. Even the way that she writes the melody is uh, dynamic in a way, too. Like, she'll go up to a high note and then come back down. Go up to a high, slightly higher note, come back down. Go up to another higher note and come back down. Yep. Before the, uh, like the song really kicks in. Yep. So, just really, really great songwriting in this song, I think. Yeah, super good song. Um, but also, another super good song, which is track number seven, which is Happy Unhappy. Happy Unhappy. Um, again, we're returning to that 50s rock sound, uh, and everyone sounds happy. Um, <laughs> like the title, though, it is lyrically unhappy. <laughs> so Yes, it is definitely lyrically unhappy. Um, it sounds like it's about a breakup where the feelings weren't reciprocated. Um, she yeah. says, like, wish my heart were really made of stone. I like that line. I, I, and I think that line, like, fits into Future Me Hates Me. Yeah, um, you you could kind of have a similar, I don't know, run like, like maybe these could be like sister songs per se, okay, um, yeah. thematically. Um, but it's it's really really cool. Um, I think it's great 
that you get like her accent really coming through. Like when she says dial tone, it's dial tone. Dial tone. Tone. <laughs> dial tone, yeah. Her heart was made of stone. I, I, I can't do it, but you, you know what I mean. It's it's a really, really good thing. And it, it's her accent just comes through in general a lot when she sings, but especially yeah, there. Um, yeah, I like I like the theme of this album too. It's like it's uh, yeah, being okay with being unhappy or like thinking that you're better off when you're unhappy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, great song. Um, but moving on to what I would think is a better song, and actually m- my next recommendation, and I think my favorite song on the album, it's called "River Run Level One," and level is spelled L V L. Which is kind like of a video game. Yeah, it's it's interesting, um, and I think this is an outlier on the album, like how it sounds. Um, definitely less poppy uh, and less like happy sounding than most of the previous songs. Not all. Um, well, it is in uh, I believe it's in six eight. Yes, it's a triple meter so, for sure. So I think that's definitely has, and I think it might be the only triple meter song on the album. So I, I think that's I why think you're right. it sounds sounds very musically different. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrically, uh, it's a little hard to dis- like decipher what there's, she's saying in particular, but it's definitely about being being depressed or sad, maybe from losing somebody. Um, not entirely sure, but it's it's well written about being hopeless for sure because you you get that yeah. sense a hundred percent, but you just don't know specifically about what, and I think that's intentional. Um. And this is the only, I, I really love how this album sounds like being self-recorded, self-produced, and being pretty raw. But for yeah. this song, I like it's the only time I wish that they had a huge budget and they could have like done like a really polished um, song because I think this like this has such an epic chorus in this song that it yeah. builds up to. And each time the chorus comes in, it's a little different, but just as epic, if not more epic than the last time the chorus comes in. Yeah. Um, and like I, this could be a radio hit, and I, like I just want it to be so. But I, I like how it sounds, but I, I just imagine it being this big, polished, like epic, rate like rock song that you could hear all over the place. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Like, the song, another really good example of how they build a song, like the uh, if if you're they're crescendoing the entire song. Yes. Like they're adding layers upon layers the whole time until it reaches the. The I guess the final chorus I guess whenever it's the biggest, mm-hmm. but yeah, a I river agree. will run, ooh, a river will ooh, run, run. <laughs> ooh, oh, it's so yeah, catchy, it's great. it really um, is, yeah. There's also that little uh, like self-recorded part at the beginning that sounds like a, like a a voice memo, and it's a separate song idea, and I'm not entirely sure what that is, but it's kind of cool as well. Just I guess worth noting that yeah um moving on to track number nine which is the penultimate track called whatever it is my last recommendation oh okay nice whatever yeah whatever (laughs) this is another kind of like call and response type thing absolutely it is and it's another like 50s bubblegum pop rock song yep um, but I love that that call and response which is when the guys in their three-part harmonies do the whatever yeah whatever and they do that a ton of times um, just kind of like repeating whatever she says or, or doing whatever they do throughout another, like I guess, Pip's moment, if you will. Yeah. Um, this song was also on their EP, Warm Blood. Um, oh, okay. 
So you can go back and, and find that version, um, but they re-recorded it for this maybe because they really liked it, or I'm not entirely sure, but it's it fits perfectly on this album, which so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, thematically, it does. Yeah. Um, I definitely find myself singing along to this song maybe a little more than some of the other. I think this one gets stuck in my head a little bit more than the other ones. I think it's probably because the call and response comes back so many times. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but lyrically, it's about somebody who like constantly lets you down and seems to be like a gaslighter to cover up their bad behavior. Mm. Um, but it all all sounds happy. They <laughs> just say whatever, whatever yeah, yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> That's so yeah. Um, moving on to the last song, track number ten. It's called "Less Than Thou." Less than Is thou. it biblical? <laughs> whatever, uh, I, whatever I see the yeah, word I "thou," that's just the first thing I think of. Whenever you see thou, okay, yeah, yeah. just like an old I mean, time. Maybe. I mean, it's the same syllables as "less than you." Um, so it was a choice that they used thou, but who knows? Maybe right. it's a, a play on right. holier than point. thou, because that's that's a, a common phrase, holier than thou. So maybe it's a play on that. Or maybe not. Maybe who knows? Yeah, who knows? They just wanted to use the word "thou." Maybe. It, and I, I don't actually think she says "thou" in the song. Oh no, no, she does. Oh, who knows? She does, yeah. Um, but it's uh, a not so bubblegummy sounding pop rock song, but it is a, a rock song nonetheless. Um, as an album closer, uh, it seems like a positive song. Deciding mm-hmm. to step away from something that's probably a toxic relationship. Yeah. Um, and she's like realizing that like less than, you know, um, really good. And there's a really nice guitar solo for that last little bit in the song. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, in the same way that they had that little um, voice memo at the beginning of uh, the River song, this has a little studio um, sound snippet at the very end. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that or not, but they're like someone's trying know. to play like a like pinch harmonics or something like you hear someone trying to do it and kind of getting it <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then everyone laughs and then it, it uh, fades out oh nice um, but uh, again good song um, overall really really solid album yeah um, I'm glad you liked it solid enough for me to go out and buy it on vinyl <laughs> so that's yeah yeah, this is one of the uh, this is one of the one of those albums that I listened to it the first time and said, "I like this. This is great." Like, Same. Um, you recommended it. I listened to one song. I said I really like this song, so I, I just blindly went out and bought the album on iTunes. And then the first listen through, I was like, "Yep, this is a good one." So uh, yeah. that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I need to let things grow, but this was just fantastic out the gate. Um, and I've been, to be frank, I've been listening to this for a long time now, and it's still pretty fresh. Like, it, it doesn't, uh, I don't get tired yeah, of it. You don't like, yeah, yep, exactly. I listened to it again today, and I was like, oh, man, this album is great. It like, really it's is. So It's so catchy. Melodies are super well written. It's accessible. Um, I it's, like, it's fun. Uh, I yeah, think it's like, definitely accessible, yeah. There are themes that people can relate to, um, and I, I, I think anyone could and should like this. It's like yeah, just I agree. easy to get into. Um, s- since this album, the Beths have released two more albums. And I've only listened to a couple songs on the second album, which I actually ended up really liking. I, I still need to dive in and listen to the rest. Um, and I, I've only heard maybe one song off of the third, but I liked it again. It's It sounds a little bit more indie than rock. Um, but I'm excited to jump into more of the Beths. 
Yeah, you know, I also have not listened to any of their other albums, but yeah, I'm seeing what you're saying. They have two other albums. Yeah. One in 2020 and one in 2022. Yeah. Super, so super gonna, good stuff that from from what I've previewed so far. But um, after listening yeah. to this, you you can consider me Steve and Beth. Nice. <laughs> and consider me Jesse Beth, <laughs> since I recommended it. We're honorary Beths. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Mostly. At least in our eyes, we are. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Great job, The Beths. That's yeah. a fantastic album. Agreed. And listener, um, you should go listen to it right now. Please right please do. I, I, you'll do yourself a favor. Um, and it's just, it's good all around. Yeah, I agree. Uh, looking towards the future, I think it's going to be another episode or two before you... Uh, review the Angel Dust album, but before that, this year is almost over, so we're gonna have to do our end of the year top list. You know? Yeah, we're gonna have to. I'll probably end up doing top five albums because that's usually what I do. I'll probably end up doing just top five things related to the podcast that I enjoyed. Also acceptable and awesome. Just random things. And we're going to have some fun beer reviews for you. Something a little different, I think. On that episode? Yes. Oh. Maybe more than one beer. Maybe. Maybe Maybe. more than two beers. And they may be delicious. Maybe. Or not. (laughs) We'll find out. And you'll find out with us. Um, yes. Before we sign off for this episode, what do you think about the beer? Um, I think it's consistent since we, we poured it. I agree. It's definitely stayed uh, completely consistent. There's still like that nice little hoppiness. It's not too hoppy. It's not too bitter. And then you have that nice, sweet orange zest. Yeah. So I, I think it stayed pretty consistent. Well done, Equilibrium. I, quite, I, I, I quite enjoyable. I would de- if, if this was in a six-pack, I would for sure buy it. Oh, for sure. I, I think I would actually buy anything that I, I see if I just come across Equilibrium. Um, even a stout. Even, even, a though stout? It, even though it may be a little too much, too syrupy, too thick. But I would give yeah. it a try. Cause I, I mean, you gotta give it. you got to give those really decadent stouts a try. Yeah. Because you never know when you find a really good one. Yeah. But as for me, Equilibrium has a good track record. Yeah, they do for me as well. So let's say we uh, go ahead and finish this. Sounds good. As we always say, on American brews and tunes. She- Down the equilibrium hatch. Ah. Ah. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Thank you for listening. This is American Brews. Now go out there and be kind to people and tell them, hey, I believe in you. I believe you can do it. Whatever you're dealing with. Ah, shut up your face. (laughs) Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American brews and tunes. Shibbity-beebity.